With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Welcome again to the Tennis.com podcast special Power Share Series edition. I'm Ed McGrogan talking with 1989 French Open champion, Tennis Hall of Famer Michael Chang. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining us today. Oh, sure. Thank you for having me. Sure. Um, so this past weekend was your, uh, I believe, your first event of the PowerShare Series this year down south, Tampa and Atlanta. Um, both of them semifinal uh, or the first match losses to um, McEnroe and Tampa, Courier and Atlanta. Um, just kind of tell me about your play this weekend. It was obviously your first one of the year. If it was a feeling out process or anything, I just kind of wanted your perspective on the tennis. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's been, uh, um, you know, playing on the, uh, uh, on the Power Share Series Tour and, um, uh, you know, to have the opportunity to, uh, to play against, uh, you know, Jim and Mac and, um, and Andre and Pete, uh, you know, once again, I think, uh, you know, after all of these years, um, you know, certainly, uh, a, a treat for me and I know it's a treat for, uh, for all of us and, uh, you know, to, to be able to do it in front of, uh, you know, uh, some great crowds and, and some wonderful stadiums, um, you know, even makes it, uh, you know, more exciting. Um, yeah, I had actually a, a really great match with, uh, uh, with John, um, actually in Tampa. Uh, we played one, uh, one set, no breaks, and, um, you know, John was able to, uh, to get me in the, uh, in the tiebreaker there. Um, but we had some, uh, uh, just a lot of great points and obviously, the, you know, the contrast in styles, um, you know, makes it pretty, uh, uh, pretty fun for the uh, for the crowd, and um, you know John, I have to say he's been playing really really well. Um, you know that's obviously evidence in the in his results that he's had, and and uh, you know the format of of one set uh, for semis, um, and then the uh, you know the pro set for the finals, uh, you know definitely uh, keeps you on your toes. You, you got to come out uh, you know firing and ready to go. And uh, you know if you're in a situation where you get down one break, it's uh, you know it's tough to. Uh, to claw your way back, so um, uh, yeah. How, how was I, I see that you mentioned there's no breaks? How was reading his serve? Because that was always, you know, it, it still is in, in Madison Square Garden when he was when he was playing. I think well, I think players had a lot of trouble still kind of reading his, you know, totally unique delivery and the left-handedness of it all. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, John. Well, I think John, his style period is uh, is not an easy uh, style to play against. I mean, there's. There's nobody that you can say, yeah, you know, get me someone that hits like John McEnroe so I can train to, to play against, you know. Uh, John is just so unique in his, uh, in his, the way he, you know, the way he hits his shots and, uh, 
the way he plays the the game. Obviously, being lefty doesn't uh, make it any easier for uh, for us righties as well. And um, you know, it's just uh, it's an unorthodox style that uh, you know you really need the talent of John McEnroe in order to be able to play it. Um, you know, so uh, you know, and obviously being indoor, you know, John's going to play a little bit better indoors without having to. Uh, you know, to worry about the elements that uh, that may make it a little bit more difficult for him to serve. Right. And how was it going from John to Jim the next night in Atlanta? Of you know, those are obviously two completely different styles in almost every aspect of their game. You know, even even coming down to, I think more of the baseline play to the to the net play that some of the, that John likes to do. But then you go back to you know, kind of a bruiser like Courier. I know you get played him many times in the past. How was that, uh, you know, a couple days ago? Yeah, I mean, Jim Jim played really, really well, um, actually, in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, um, Jim and I are pretty close, uh, you know, obviously in our records. Um, I think uh, overall professionally um, on tour, I think we're 12 and 12. And, um, you know, even last year, I think we played, uh, I think, four times. And uh, I, I think I beat him three times and lost him once. And, uh, you know, so it really just kind of comes down to who's, who's better uh able to execute that particular day and um you know he was uh he was definitely striking the ball you know really really well uh that particular day and you know uh was able to uh to come out on top so uh you know hopefully um in the next few uh few events I'll be able to uh to return the favors to these two guys yeah the next few you have i think they're the last three events of the of the calendar in Vegas Denver Anaheim um how how are you preparing? I guess for these these events, do you have any other tennis really on your schedule? I'm not sure if you're, you know, still hitting a lot with you know whomever. I guess the, what's really your preparation for the tennis you have coming up? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, besides doing my you know off court uh, you know physical stuff, um, I am actually hitting with a, a fair amount of guys that are playing uh, uh, at the futures and, and challenger level. Um, you know, here in Orange County, we've got a handful of guys that, uh, that are out there just starting to, uh, uh, to make their way out on tour and, uh, starting to make a name for themselves. And, uh, you know, so for me to have the opportunity to, uh, to practice with them as well as some of the, uh, you know, college players in this area, um, you know, so I'm getting, getting plenty of, uh, of practice. Um, yeah, the only tri- getting thing- the work up. Yeah. 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 So it's been good. Uh, the only tricky thing about the next, Couple of events um, being in in Vegas and Denver is the uh, is the altitude that we'll have to deal with. So uh, um, you know we'll have to make some some pretty quick adjustments. Uh, you know with the ball obviously going to fly going to fly a, uh, probably a little bit uh, a little bit faster and um, you know just going to fly a little bit overall. So um, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know all three of those stops, uh, especially Anaheim, uh, will be uh, will be a lot of fun. You know Anaheim is really in my backyard. Um, you know, got a lot of uh, friends and family coming out. So, uh, you know, of all of the events that, uh, you know, that I'd like to do well, that's probably the biggest one. I'll ask you a question that you, I'm sure, will be asked there at these events by any media that's there. Um, it's kind of the, um, you know, it's, it's a, I guess the question really of all men's tennis this year. I think, you know, cases can be made, I think, for that sort of unspoken player of the year perhaps with uh, – you know, the Grand Slam titles distributed pretty equally, and you had Murray making breakthrough at Wimbledon and, or, sorry, the Olympics and the U.S. Open. If Roger, who got back to number one, adds to his Grand Slam uh, total at 17, 
And then Djokovic, who finished the year number one again, and, you know, really definitely is still, I think, consistently seemed to be the, the top guy from start to finish. Um, of those three, or, you know, I, I suppose Rafa as well, who did you think actually had the best year um, on the men's tour in 2012? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because that's a very, very difficult question to uh, to answer. Um, I think you could probably... Uh, you could probably take Rafa out of that, uh, that equation. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, him just being injured for, uh, for such a huge part of the, uh, of the year. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate for him. So, um, you know, but between the other, uh, three guys, I mean, uh, you know, like you said, a case could be, uh, could be made for, for each one of them. And, um, you know, especially, uh, you know, Murray, uh, you know, winning the Olympics and, and the U.S. Open. Um, and you know, beating Federer and uh, Djokovic in, in uh, you know, in both of those finals is certainly not an e- not an easy task. And then, um, you know, obviously now in the final finals of the World Championships, you've got Federer and Djokovic battling it out. So, you know, I think it's a really a tough call. Um, it, it may be just one of those years where you say, hey, we've got we've got a couple guys, or we've got uh, um, you know a few guys that are, are really players of the year. Um, I don't know if they could possibly do that, but uh, um, you know, then you have to start looking at maybe some of the other other results and some of the other smaller tournaments. But um, you know, everybody knows to to some degree that uh, you know the bigger ones are the ones that uh, you know most people are are well aware of. And um, you know, like you said, it's uh, you know maybe yeah, it's a, it's a good problem for it's a good problem for them to have. <laughs> it is. When it those, is a very those, good problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Michael, again, thanks for uh, for doing this, and like I said, we look forward to seeing you out west for the final three events of the year, the Power Shirt Series. So, thanks again for uh, taking us. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.